0: Two. Hallelujah. I just turned on the podcast, so excuse me as I look away. But welcome back to part two. I'm so excited. We are talking about wisdom today. I'm really excited because the Lord God is so faithful. And as we read the word, it gives us wisdom. You see, when we look at the things of God, I, I, I've heard many people who, oh boy, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go before the Lord um, and we're going to pray in a moment. But I just want to share this with you for a second. No, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to share it with you. Let's just go before the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for everyone here today. I thank you for each and every one that's listening, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and each and every one that's watching, Lord. I give you, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you will touch their hearts, Lord God, turn their hearts around, Lord God, that they may listen to your word and hear what you have to say, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory and all the honor. Holy Spirit, I ask you to give me, help me to preach it, Lord God, that the people may be blessed by your word. In the name of Jesus, that your will may go forth. Your will in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Excuse me, I didn't realize I was standing halfway in front of that. But nonetheless, the Lord God is faithful. And we're on part two of this word of God where we're talking about wisdom. And wisdom is something, I'm just going to pull up my chair here. Wisdom is something that we all need. We need godly wisdom, you see. We need godly wisdom. How can you live your life without wisdom? Think about it. Think about your parents and everything that they've always taught you. If you had parents that loved the Lord and parents that did their, that were good parents. If you had good parents, and I think most people had good parents, or parents that tried, they taught you things that were wisdom. You know, I always taught my daughter You don't have to learn it for yourself. You can watch somebody else make the mistake and learn from their mistakes and choose not to make those same mistakes in your own life. I've heard people say, well, you have to make your own mistakes. That's not true. Why do you think God gave us the word of God? The word of God is there are people in this word where they Make mistakes, big mistakes, and it costs them. Look at Saul. Look at, um, who is it, Samson? I mean, you can go through the whole thing and you can see. Look at David, and he did this thing and he did that thing. I mean, I don't have to go through every person in the Bible, but you know what I'm saying here. You don't have to make your own mistakes in order to be wise. You can watch someone else and say, I am surely not going to do that. What do you think it is when somebody comes to teach you and they say, Listen, I did this in my youth and I'm teaching you this so you don't do it. Or I did this last week and I'm teaching you this so you don't make the same mistake. It's wisdom. The Bible is full of wisdom because the Bible is Jesus. His word is him. Oh my gosh, it's him. That's what the word of God is. So when we look at the word of God, we've got to recognize that this is going to feed us. And the wisdom that he gives us is not just wisdom for, uh, it's wisdom for everything. It's wisdom for everyday life. I never understood that before. I didn't used to, I didn't used to, I know it's not grammatically correct, but I didn't used to understand that before. (laughs) A long time ago, I didn't understand it that way. There's a better way to put it. I didn't understand that a long time ago. I didn't understand that the Bible will give us instruction for everything in our life. I know it says that, But I hadn't read that. And I'm telling you so that you know, the Bible is good for everything in our lives. So someone once said to me, well, this person is a Christian and they don't work. And they say that God will provide. They don't work. Well, the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So then you might say, well, what about a pastor? They're not working. Yes, they're working. They're working. They're doing what God called them to do. They're working by preaching the gospel. That's the work of their hands, okay? That's their work. God called them to do that. But each one of us has to work. The Bible says it. It says it. That's wisdom. The Bible says that the slothful will be in poverty. It's wisdom to follow that. It's wisdom. That's godly wisdom. You go to sleep and sleep all day. You wake up late. You don't do what you're responsible for. That's slothfulness. You will be in poverty. The word promises it, promises it. In part one, we were talking about giving, and the Bible was not only giving. We talked about wisdom, and one of the last thing we stopped on was about giving to, giving, 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 giving. And it said here in, verse, uh, in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, it said, And there is that withholdeth more than is meet, but it tendeth to poverty. Meaning, if you keep back from the Lord, you're going to have poverty. See, this is wisdom. This is wisdom. You see, the word of God will give us everything that we need to live. Everything that we need to live. But we've got to follow the word of God. We've got to do what the word of God says. And the Bible says that if you're a doer of the word, be a doer of the word. Then you have all the promises that God said. But if you just hear it and it goes in one ear and out the other because you're not living the word, then you don't, you're not, you don't get the promises. The righteous follow what the word says. The righteous live for Jesus Christ. The righteous are doers of his word. The righteous follow Jesus. The righteous put down their own de- uh, desires and they pick up the cross and they take on whatever Jesus says to do. They follow Jesus. Being a giver is one of those things that we follow in. In the natural mind, it makes no sense to give of your hard-earned money to a man or a lady who's standing on the, on, at, in front of a group of people just talking. I mean, I'm going to call it what the world says, okay? I don't mean to be disrespectful. We, as the people of God, know that's not what it is. But that's what the world sees. The world sees that you worked hard for that money, and why would you give it to those people who are going to use it for their own, to buy their own car, to buy their own food, to buy stuff for their house? Why don't they just go get a job? That's what the world sees. But the Bible says that the foolishness, that the world, that the godly wisdom is foolishness to the world. See, God set it up that way. That is righteous living. When you go to church, and you give, and you tithe, And you give an offering to that man or woman of God. The tithe goes into the church and part of that pays the man or woman of God's salary. And yes, that is how they pay their car note or they pay for their home or they buy food and groceries. That's what God did on purpose. That's how the lights stay on in the church. That's how you've got the money for the the women's ministry fellowship and for the men's breakfast and for the whatever it is. That is Because we live in this world, but we're not of this world. We need money to live in this world. The Bible says it. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. But the Bible also says that money solveth all things. Money solveth all things. Even Jesus paid his taxes. Do you remember? He paid his taxes. He sent one of his disciples, I believe it was Peter, to go and to get a fish. And he said, open up the fish's mouth and there will be a coin in it. There will be money in that. Then go use that to pay the taxes. Jesus paid his taxes. We live in this world and we have to do what we're supposed to do in this world, but we're not of this world. You see, we're using wisdom. We're using wisdom. This is what God is telling us. This is what God is telling us. All right, I'm going to go, let's go to another scripture here, okay? I hope that you're enjoying this. I hope this is blessing you. I'm sure enjoying it. All right, so we're in the book of Proverbs, okay? We're going to go to chapter four, verse seven, okay? The book of Proverbs, chapter four, verse seven, all right? And we're going to start with one. Let's start with verse one before we get all the way down to seven. Hear ye, children, the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, Forsake ye not my law, for I was my father's son, tender, and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Right there. If we even just took one little piece of scripture, wisdom, the wisdom of God, will preserve you. It will preserve you. It says it right here. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. That means she'll keep you. You see, that when the rest of the world is going through a recession, the people of God that live for the word, live for the Lord, and live the word of God, they will be preserved. Do you ever look around and you notice that the Christians seem to always have enough money? They may not have all the money that they want, but they have what they need. When they give, somehow there's enough food to eat. Somehow there's enough to pay the bills. Somehow they've get enough. they got enough gas, even when it says empty, to get to and from work somehow someone keeps coming over to them and saying, the Lord told me to give you this. The Lord told me to give you this. When I was in those days that I was not tithing like I was supposed to tithe, and I didn't know this. I really thought I was giving what I was supposed to give. And I was poor. I didn't have enough money to do anything. I really didn't. I'll never forget it. A woman of God, she's passed away since then. She's with Jesus now, but... She was the kind of woman who was bold, and I loved her for that. She was bold and straightforward. April was her name. And I remember one day she called me up and she said, now listen. Now she knew me, okay? She knew me very well, and she knew that I wanted to live for the Lord. She knew that was my desire. And so she knew I didn't want to take from anybody else because that wasn't right. That was not the right thing. I wanted to let the Lord God provide for me how he was going to do it. I don't know. I worked every single day. I worked hard. I was a single mom. She knew these things about me and she knew that I had a desire to give instead of being given to. So I remember she called me up one day. She said, now listen, Michelle, before I could say anything, she said, now listen, I want you to meet me at my house tomorrow at such and such time because I want to do something. I've got to do something with you. Don't ask me any questions. Don't ask me what we're going to do. I want you to just come, let my daughter babysit your daughter, she'll watch her for you, and we're going to go. You're going to just follow me in your car, and then we're going to go somewhere. Don't you ask me where we're going, don't ask why we're going, don't ask me any questions, but just come with me. Now I trusted her, and so I knew that she would, whatever it was, I didn't know what it was, but I knew. could trust her that was it it's really as far as i thought she she broke it down for me and said don't you ask me questions and she was older so she was an older woman of god so i always listened to what she said um out of wisdom the bible tells us to listen to those with the hoary head to listen to the older women and the older men listen so i listened to her and so i took my daughter my daughter to her house i met her at her house after i finished work she said what time do you get off work I used to work for the state, and um, so we finished work at 4 o'clock or 4.30. I can't remember which one it was. Then I went to pick up my daughter from school. Then I went to her house. And so I was struggling financially, as I always was until I tithed the way I should have, not knowing that's why, but that was the case. So I took my daughter to her house. Her daughter was a teenager, and so she babysat my daughter. We left. She gave her dinner, um, and we went to, we proceeded to follow her. And I proceeded to follow her and we pull up to Walmart. Now, for those of you that don't have a Walmart, it's just a big like grocery store that has, it has other things as well as groceries. So it's got, you know, you can get clothing or shoes or tires or toothpaste and groceries. So anyway, we pull up to Walmart. I still have no idea what we're doing here. So she says just, you know, she kind of motions in the car, follow me. So I follow her. I park. And then she says, okay, you know, meet me at the front of the store. So, you know, we walk up to the front of the store and she looks at me and I said, you know, so I didn't ask her any questions because she told me don't ask any questions. And I trusted her enough to listen to what she said. So she said, now, listen, I want you to go get a cart, a grocery cart, get two if you need, and I want you to go fill them up and I'm going to pay for your groceries. And of course the words were about, I was, ah, she said, don't you block my blessing." Don't you stop me from buying these for you. I'm going to bless you. You fill up your grocery carts. You fill up your freezer. You fill up your your refrigerator. And don't you start getting cheap stuff either. Don't you go getting cheap stuff that you wouldn't normally buy. You get the best stuff. And you get it. And if that's what you need, then that's what you get. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the price. And don't you stop me. Don't you tell me you're not going to accept it and block my blessing. Let me tell you something. God is faithful. Why do you think the people of God, these things happen? I'm not the only one this happened to. I'm sure she gave to lots of people. And I'm sure there are plenty of you who've probably done the same thing, given to somebody else. Now, you might not have had to talk as strongly to the person you gave to because she knew me. And she knew I was not going to take that. I was not going to let her give that to me. Anybody who knew me knew that. They knew that. And it wasn't pride. It was that I didn't think it was right to take from people. I believed that I have a family I'm supposed to provide for them. I didn't understand that God would work through other people. I didn't really have that understanding of that principle at that time in my life. But nonetheless, it was what I needed. And I remember her, I would pick up the generic one, because I really bought generic things. And she'd say, you probably don't even buy this generic stuff. Girl, get get the good stuff. I'm not, no, she'd take it out of the cart and get the the, the non-generic thing. And I really did buy generic stuff at that time, but she was like, no, 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 no. You, you want this, you go buy this, get this. No, no, that. no, you don't buy the Walmart. I bet you don't buy that Walmart, but I'm taking it out and getting you the good stuff. It was really the sweetest thing ever and if she hadn't been so strong with me, I would, not have, I would not have received it. But what got me was when she said, don't you block my blessing. This is the principle that I've been telling you about here today give and it shall be given unto you. She wasn't doing it to be uh, to be blessed. She was doing it because the Lord told her. And I knew that woman. I know that woman. She wasn't one to do things for everybody to see. She did it in secret. Nobody knew. And I wonder if her daughter even knew why she was watching my daughter. She probably didn't even know. I don't know. Maybe her husband knew because I'm sure, you know, they share their finances, but That woman of God was not the kind of person who would tell everybody how great she was. That wasn't her. That wasn't her. She was a Christian. She loved the Lord. She didn't do that, but I knew and she knew, and she had to tell me that or I would not have accepted it. I'm telling you the truth, but it blessed her. That's why I did it. That's why I let her do it. Isn't that crazy? But that's the principle. Give and it shall be given unto you. I guarantee you that woman was blessed. I guarantee you she was blessed. I guarantee she was blessed because she was obedient to the Lord. What she didn't know was how little I had in my freezer and in my refrigerator. She didn't know that. God knew that. you see? Do you see how God will bless? I was the poor and the needy. That was me. My daughter. That was me. That was my daughter. Struggling financially. Going to work every day trying to figure out how the bills were going to get paid. God took care of me and he'll take care of you. So let me use that for two examples for you. One is when you give, I'll use it as three examples. The first example is when you give, you're blessing the people of God. You're giving to, you're giving to Jesus. Remember in his word when he says, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me the drink and they said, well, when did I feed you? When did I, when you gave to the poor, when you gave, when you, when I was in in prison, you visited me, that's, you're giving to Jesus. That's, that's number one. Number two, when you give, you are going to be blessed. You are, you are going to be blessed. I know she was blessed. I was blessed because of her obedience to the Lord. She had no idea what was going on in my household. No idea. But she was obedient to the Lord and it blessed her. It blessed me. And number three, and this is actually the most important one, because you love Jesus. That's it. Because you love Jesus, you give. You give. We give because we love Jesus. We don't give so we get. We don't give to look important. We give because we love Jesus and because he's given for us. He gave his whole life for us. He gave his life for us. Can't we give our little bit of money, a little, I mean really, we're not giving our life. When we give that money, you see the homeless guy in the corner, go buy him some food. He's hungry, it doesn't matter why, he's hungry. Maybe he is strung out on drugs, but isn't he a person too? I want you to think about that. Isn't he a person too? He got there somehow. He probably has kids that he needs to feed. Who knows what the situation, but God knows what the situation is. And he knows that that man needs food. And when you go and you show the love of Jesus Christ, that will transform that man's life, or that woman's life, or that child's life, or that baby's life. Instead of murmuring and mumbling and complaining about, well, they should have a job and they shouldn't have been there in the first place, don't go down that road. That's not your place. I'm going to repeat it, that's not your place. Let God be God, and he will take care of you. Let him take care of those people. You don't need to worry about, how they got there. You don't need to worry about their whole story and their whole situation if they choose to share it with you. Okay, but that's not why you give. You give because they're hungry. You give because you love Jesus. And the Jesus that, that's what the Bible says, that's Jesus right there. You're giving to Jesus. Jesus was hungry, so you fed him. That's all. Doesn't say anything about how he got there. People who are strung out on drugs need to eat too let's just leave it right there wisdom don't forsake this this is wisdom this is wisdom it says it right here in verse 7 wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting and excuse me and with all thy getting get understanding You need to know what the word of God says. You need to have discernment. You need to live according to the word and you need to study this word so that you can live according to what it says. Because God has a plan. He's gonna not only work in your life, but he's gonna work through your life. That woman of God, sweet, sweet April, who's now with the Lord, the word of the Lord worked through her life, into my life, and that never left me. That never left me how wonderful the Lord, I, the Lord God I serve is. That he loved me so much. And he loved my daughter so much. That he made sure that we had, not only did we have food to eat, not just a little bit, but he filled the whole freezer and refrigerator up. He not only did that, but he made sure we had the good stuff. She was taking the generic stuff out of my basket and saying, no, I bet you don't buy that. You get the good stuff. You get the good stuff. That's what she was saying. God loves you and I, and he didn't sit back and say, I'm not going to bless her. I'm not going to bless her because she's not thinking of what she's supposed to be doing. She's not reading her word. See, I didn't know about the tithes and it was a natural occurrence in my life that I would be cursed because of it. You're saying to yourself, well, that doesn't sound right. It's in the word. My finances were out of whack because I wasn't tithing. God loved me, and He knew my heart, and He knew that it was my greatest desire to serve Him. It was my greatest desire back then. I'm not even going to go into all of that, but it was my greatest desire to serve Him. He knew that, and He knew that He just would bring me to the place where I would understand it because not only, actually, it wasn't even much longer after that that I went to that place where that pastor was preaching, and he said, If you're not tithing, you're robbing God. What? If you're not giving the 10% that the Lord God commands, then you're robbing him. You're stealing from him, and that's why you don't have enough money. And he was right. It was so true. So I used wisdom, and I changed what I was doing, and I watched God change my finances. Am I a millionaire yet? Not yet. God will take care of that. And I don't have to be a millionaire, but what I'm saying to you is God will give you everything you need and in abundance so that you can give to others as well. Look for opportunities to give. That's what he wants for us to give because we love him. Let's go on. All right. Now, the Bible says wisdom This is in verse nine. Well, let's go back to verse eight. It says, exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. This is wisdom. He's talking about godly wisdom. If you embrace her, if you exalt her, that wisdom, that godly wisdom, she'll promote you. Now, how can that happen? Well, when you follow the word of God, he's going to do the promoting. Think about this. Even looking at a a job, okay, even looking at a job. I guarantee that I've got a group of Christians who are watching who can say, I don't know how I've kept this job as long as I've kept it. Or maybe you're saying, I know how I've kept this job as long as I've kept it because the Lord God has taken care of me. When you follow what he says, when you live the word of God. He will promote you. Not only did you keep your job, but you got a raise and you got another raise. And I can guarantee they called you in and said, listen, we want to give you a raise. And you were like, what? I needed that raise. God is faithful. It will promote you. Not only that, but it will bring you in front of the people that you need to be brought in front of. It will bring you, it will give you favor. You will be brought before the leaders of the company, or the people that you need to talk to, the people that need to know your face because God has something he wants to do through you, your idea, whatever it is. And it doesn't have to just be at work, but I'm using as an example. But it says it, exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Friends, I gotta tell you something. You might laugh at this, maybe you understand it yourself. But sometimes, oftentimes, every time, I back up every time, whenever I go back, I go back and I watch the, the sermon that I preached. it's preaching to me. <laughs> it's like, it's not me. And the truth is, it's not because I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit's words. These are not my words. Because let me tell you, just me, myself, Michelle, no, 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 it's no but the Holy spirit speaks through me. So I'll go back and I'll watch it and listen. And I'm like, Whoa, wow. Oh, let me follow because it's the Holy spirit. And so I'm excited. And sometimes when you hear me say you, maybe you don't realize, and I say today we're learning about the Lord has given me fresh revelation as I'm even preaching the word it amazes me. He's given me revelation and I come to you with what he's given me. And then he gives me even more and more and more and more and more. It amazes me. Actually, I'm amazed. I've heard other pastors say that, you know, they, my pastor said, you know, he had a a television show and he was, he would preach this on this television show. And one day he was really, really sick. And he said, he was in his house, in his bedroom. He was so sick; he had he could barely breathe. He was just laying in bed. He guess I guess he had the flu or something. And he said, and he heard the preacher, who was him, on the TV show. Now lift out, say, now lift up your hands <laughs> towards me. And the the man, him, his own self, preached and said, "Now I know that something like I know you're 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 sick and in bed right now, but in the name of Jesus, be healed." He said. And I felt better! (laughs) So I'm laughing and we laugh because it's the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer. I don't want to come out here and say anything in my own. I want it to be the Holy Spirit. So it's going to even bless me when I listen to it again. When I watch it. Not again. When I watch it. Because just like you, I need the Holy Spirit. I preach what the Holy Spirit tells me to preach. And when I watch it again, I'm like, wow because it's not me. If it's me, well, you're not gonna really get much, to be quite frank. I don't have anything to give to you myself, nothing. But the Holy Spirit has, because he has a plan. That's why when I preach, I preach what he says to preach. I don't preach what I planned, because I can't, in my own thinking, I know what it looks like on the outside, but that's not, that's all intellectual. I don't wanna preach what I think. Someone said to me once, while I was praying, and I was praying whatever the Holy Spirit was leading me to pray. And she looked at me and she kept looking at me, but I was praying. We were praying. We were there praying together and there was a group of us praying and I was just speaking out whatever the Lord was speaking to my heart. And when we finished praying, it was at like a a, a meeting at a friend's, an old friend's house. And as I, when we finished praying, she looked at me, this woman looked at me and she said, how do you know, how are you praying those things? How do you know that those things are happening? Like, how did you know about those things? And I said, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm not praying by what my eyes see now. Maybe that's you. And you think I should pray by what my eyes see. But the Bible says that we pray according to the Holy Spirit. If I pray by what my eyes see, do you know what I'd miss? I'm Michelle. I don't know what's going on in the world around me unless the Lord tells me when the Lord tells me that's when I've got wisdom. Just like that woman of God who came and bought all those groceries, she wouldn't know by looking at me that I didn't have anything in my fridge or maybe a couple of things in my fridge, but by the Holy Spirit, she knew. And that's the whole point of what I'm saying to you. Even that's wisdom to live by the word of God, to live by the Holy Spirit, follow what the Holy Spirit tells you to follow. Do what he says. Obedience is better than sacrifice obedience. You've got to obey the Lord. You've got to obey what his word says. He'll speak to you right through his word. His word is very, very clear. You know, We don't have to worry about trying to understand it when we say, Lord, will you give me revelation by your Holy Spirit? The Bible even tells you to pray and ask for revelation. So there's wisdom again. There it is. See, there's literally everything you need in the Bible. Everything is there. Everything. You want to know how to raise your kids? Go to the word. It'll tell you exactly what to do. You want to know how you're supposed to work? Go to the Word. It'll tell you exactly what you're supposed to do. You want to know how to treat your enemies? Go to the Word. It'll tell you exactly what you're supposed to do. Because the things of this world, the things that the world does is crazy. Okay, that didn't make sense grammatically, but you know what I'm saying. In the world, when somebody does something wrong to you, you get even with them, right? Isn't that what the Bible, um, not the Bible, isn't that what, what the world says? The world says that if you do, if somebody does something wrong to you, you get even with them. But the word says you love them and you pray for them and you do even more good unto them. Why? I can't even tell you. I don't even understand all the reasons why. But I know when I do that, it changes my heart. Changes my heart. I can tell you that for sure. It changes my heart. It's going to change your heart. I don't understand everything about the word. And none of us will understand everything until we go before Jesus. That's just the truth. But as we sit down and we take time to read the word of God and we meditate on the word of God and we embrace the word of God, as it says, we'll understand more and more and more and we'll have more grace in our life and more grace in our life and more grace in our life because it's from the Lord God. His grace will abound in us and God will use you when you will allow yourself to be used. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Embrace the wisdom. Embrace it stop trying to figure it out on your own. Stop trying to figure it all out by yourself. You're not going to figure it out and live a way that the Lord wants you to live. You're not going to stand before God if you're, if you're trying to figure it all out yourself. You're not going to stand before God and, be, and have been pleasing to him. But if you say, Lord God, I don't have any understanding about anything except for what you tell me. And I'm going to go to your word and I'm going to learn what you say in your word. And I need you to give me more wisdom. I need you to give me more. I need you to give me more wisdom. I need you to tell, teach me, Lord. I need your wisdom and your revelation, Holy Spirit. I need it. He's going to give it to you. I guarantee you will. Because the Bible says, if you ask, you shall receive. Excuse me, right? Doesn't he say that? Then he says it even in the book of James. Let's, take, let's go to the book of James right here. This is more wisdom, friends. James chapter 1. All right, let's go to the book of James, chapter one, okay? Now, verse five says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. It's right there. It's right there. You need wisdom? Ask him. That's where you get your wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Now here's where that faith comes in because this scripture is sandwiched between talking talking about how you live according to the word of God. Starting with one, it says, my brethren count it Excuse me, actually, one says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting. This is James writing to them, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. There we go. You trust this right here, knowing that when you go through difficult times, that that is going to give you patience. The Bible says that patience is a fruit of the Spirit. And without the fruit of the Spirit, no man will see the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says in Galatians. Without the fruits of the Spirit, you will not see the kingdom of God. So you want it to work patience in your heart. You want it to work patience in your life. Okay? By my nature, I realize... By my own self, I am not a patient person. I didn't know that. I learned it. Just me, Michelle, period, without Jesus is not patient. But with Jesus, wow, let me tell you, I can wait for things. I never, I didn't even know I wasn't patient until I began asking the Lord. I didn't even know. See, when you're not patient, you don't even know you're not patient. Okay, I'm talking to somebody right now, I know I am. I didn't know I wasn't patient until I began to say, wow, I, okay. But with Jesus, I am, you see. With Jesus, I can wait and watch God do things that I never knew he would do. And wait and watch God as I'm looking at the person dead in their face, at their eyes, watching them sin, lie, whatever it is, cheat, and then I know in my heart, all I've gotta do is pray, and God will deliver that person. That's patience. And the Lord gave that to me and I'm grateful for it because I used to pray for patience, but I didn't think I was that impatient. Well, I was, and the Lord's changed my heart. So all the temptation, all the the difficulties that I've gone through in my life have taught me patience and it's the same for you because it's right here, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Now, wait a minute. How does that go with, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God? Well, this right here is wisdom, okay? This is wisdom. Understanding that whatever is going on in your life, you need to give it to the Lord. Give it to Jesus. I had an old sister in Christ who used to say this. She had the sweetest little voice. Give it to Jesus. She would always talk like that. Give it to Jesus. And that's the truth. Give it to Jesus. That's what you need to do. I have to do it. You have to do it. Why? Because we want to serve Jesus. We want to serve him. If we don't give it to him, then we've got it ourselves and we're holding on to it and we're keeping it. And every situation that we've got, we're going to go to our head knowledge, remember? And we're going to break it down in our head. Look, I can think of a lot of things to do and a lot of ways to skin a cat. You ever heard that story? There's whatever number of ways to skin a cat. I can think of a bunch of ways to do a bunch of different things. But are they going to be profitable in my life? No. No. Are they going to help you, all the things that you can think of? No. You need to go before the Lord, and you need to say, Lord Jesus, I give this over to you, because I don't know how to do this in a way that would please you. When I was a very young Christian, I used to work at a company, and I had fallen away from the Lord, and I would come back, and I wanted to serve God. And I've always been a person who always was very opinionated. I was never a quiet person. Okay, I was a quiet person in public when I was a little kid, but I was never really quiet, never, because at home I had a loud mouth, a big mouth, just like I kind of do now. But I was always bold about whatever it was I was gonna say, always, and I still am bold. I, I, I just hold myself back when it doesn't honor the Lord. Some people think I'm quiet, but I'm not. When I'm quiet, it's because the Lord's telling me to be quiet, that's wisdom. I learned that wisdom by reading the Word of God. So anyway, Uh, When I worked at this company, I started and um, they were like, everything seemed perfect, and they were Christians as well. So, in my naivety as a Christian, I thought, well, Christians don't do wrong things. I was really naive, not saying that they were intentionally doing it, not saying that they weren't intentionally doing it. This is not for me to decide what was in their heart. The Lord didn't reveal that to me, but they were doing things that didn't honor the Lord. That part I can say. So, I was a very young Christian and very immature. And so when I started realizing they were doing these things, well, I didn't know what to do because my old way was to cuss everybody out. And, you know, I was a nasty person. I was not quiet, like I said. And I was really a mean, you know, mean spirited person. But I didn't want to do that. And I didn't know how to handle it, I didn't know what to do. Because I knew the old way, and the old way was not the right way, but because I wasn't reading my word as much as I should have and asking the Lord, I didn't have wisdom on how to do the right thing. And then I began to get around other people of God and saying, am I crazy? Because I really thought I was, I thought I was losing my mind, because I thought, how could Christians be doing these wrong things? Because Christians don't do wrong things. That's what my naivety said. Now that's a whole other conversation. They should have been living for Jesus Christ, and I'm not even going to go into all that, but they called themselves Christians. That's a better way to put it. They said they were Christians. They confessed to be Christians, but they were doing these things. Now, I'm not perfect, and I wasn't then either, so don't get me wrong, misunderstand, but the Lord began to reveal to me how to handle that situation, and by the trying of my faith at that time, it really worked patience in me. I'm not saying that God you know, cause them to do bad things because he doesn't cause anyone to do bad things. But through that situation, God taught me a lot. So much, he taught me and I'm so grateful for it. And see right here, that's what it says. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. It did, it really taught me a lot. I learned so much in that situation. I gained so much wisdom. My eyes were open, but more the most important thing for me was that my heart, the Lord taught me how to keep the right heart because it would have been very natural to be bitter and angry and even to badmouth them. But the Lord taught me how to protect my heart. That's the word, that's wisdom. We're looking at what's wisdom here today. The whole word is wisdom. So he says. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. If I had asked the Lord, he would have told me what to do. I didn't ask the Lord until a certain point when other women of God and men of God began coming around me because I was reaching out to them by the leading of the Lord. And they were saying, girl, get on your knees about this. Girl, let's pray together about this. And that was wisdom. And I thank God for that. And then I began to learn. But then we go on to the next part verse 6, this is so important. Don't forget this part. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Why is that all together? Why is it verse eight says a double minded man is unstable in all his ways right after verse seven, where it says, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord is because you're double minded. If you don't have faith and believe what the Bible says, you're double minded, you'll receive nothing. If you don't believe what the Bible says, doesn't that make sense? We just, I just said to you before in the Bible, it says that if you listen to the word of God and you Embrace the wisdom, then that you will be delivered and you will have you will recover, you will go and you will have victory, all these things. So, if the Bible says when you obey the word, then you will have victory, then if you obey the word, then you will have victory. It sounds really simple, but I'm being very serious when I say it to you this way because sometimes we, many of us, we don't get it, we think. We pray one way, and right after we finish praying it, then we go right against what we just prayed. That's doubt, friends. If you prayed it before you even finish the prayer, you need to be rejoicing that it's done. Let me repeat that. When you pray about a sickness, you need to be saying in the prayer, and thank you, Lord, that that you healed me. That's called faith. Thank you, Lord, that you healed me. Lord Jesus, will you heal the buh ba ba? you, whatever the sickness is, you name it. And in the, in the prayer, before you even finish, and thank you, Lord, that you healed me. I rejoice that I am healed. I thank you, Lord Jesus. That's called faith. Kids acting up? Okay, go to the word. Lord God, you told me. That when I need wisdom, if I have any lack of wisdom, that that I should ask you, Lord God, will you show me how to be the right kind of parent to my daughter or to my son? Will you show me how to love my husband? Will you show me how to be a good employee? Lord God, will you show me how to work and be a good sister to my brothers? Will you, that's, and then as you pray it, then you say, Lord God, and I thank you. For revelation that you've given it to me. I thank you that your word says. That my child. Because they were brought up under the word. That they're going to serve you. Even today. And I thank you Lord God. That you are changing their heart. Even right now. See that right there. Is called prayer. Don't doubt what you prayed. Because all you're, all you're doing when you doubt. Is you're just talking. And you're actually speaking what Satan speaks. Satan speaks doubt. God speaks faith. That's fear. If you don't, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to work. The Bible says that the fearful will throw it into the lake of fire as well. The fearful. When I learned that, I thought, oh my gosh. Because I had a lot of fear in my life. I didn't even know I did. And maybe you do too. But if you look at the word and you live the word, standing on this word, there's no fear to be had. Doesn't look right in front of you doesn't matter what it looks like. What matters is what the word says. Did you pray and ask God, did you give it to Jesus? If you didn't give it to Jesus, don't expect anything to happen. Seriously. When you pray and you say, Lord Jesus, I need you to take it. Because I can't do this on my own. You can't change somebody's heart. Stop thinking that you can. You can't change your children's heart. You can take them, bring them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. You can give them the word of God. You can teach them the truth, but only God can change their heart. You're a wife. She stepped out on you. You can pray for her. You can give it over to the Lord. You cannot change her heart. Only God can do that. And you name the situation. I don't care how undesirable it is and how crazy it looks. God will be the one if you will give it to him. And maybe the first time you do it, you might think it's a little hard, but really, it's so simple. It seriously is easier than I thought it was. It really, it actually is easy. Now I say this and some of you might scoff, but I learned this. If I really believe what the word of God says, then I'm going to number one say, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get out of my own self, my own abilities, because your ability, you're right. You, you can't do it. You're right. You got that part, right? You can't do it, but God can. So when you say, I'm living for the Lord, you're reading the word of God. The word of God is going to increase your faith. Then your faith is going to, t- it's going to increase within you. Then you're going to begin looking at situations that before you would go, uh And you're going to say, hold on a second. I'm going to take authority right now. You're going to stand up in the middle of your house and you're going to take authority over every demonic spirit in that atmosphere. You're going to begin casting demons out and you're going to say, Lord God, I give it over to you. You're going to pray the promises that God says and you're going to thank him for it. And then you're going to hear a knock on your door. Mom, I'm so sorry. Dad, I don't know why I did that. Can I talk to you for a second? You're going to, God is faithful. Give it some time. Watch him do it because he's faithful. We're going to end now. I'm so excited about what God has done here today. Because God is faithful. He will always deliver us. Always. All we've got to do is ask him. Like my old little friend used to say. Now she's not little, but she's sweet. She would say, give it to Jesus. She had the sweetest little voice. Give it to, she still does. But give it to Jesus. And that's the truth. And that's exactly the truth. Give it to Jesus. Because when you give it to Jesus, He will take care of it. He will take care of it. I bet some of you right now are asking, well, how am I supposed to give it to Jesus? You don't know what's going on in my life. You're right. I don't know what's going on in your life. But Jesus does. The Lord God loves you so much that He literally counted all the hairs on your head. He knows how many hairs are on your children's head as well. He's the one who created them. Don't you think He cares about you? The Bible says it. If you... Yeah. Okay, let's go right there for a second. Matthew 6, 33. Ha, da, 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 da. This is beautiful, okay? We'll start at 31. Matthew six thirty one. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. That means... He was talking to the Jews. He's saying that the people who don't have God look for this stuff. You who have God shouldn't be thinking this way. Why? Here we go. For your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought that tomorrow for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I'm going to go back for a second here. And it says in verse 30, no, let's see here, 28. And why take ye thought for the raiment, for raiment, meaning your clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. So they don't work. He's saying they don't work. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Meaning they're so beautiful. Solomon, who was literally the richest man there ever lived on the earth. Go read a scripture. It says so. The richest man there ever was didn't have something as beautiful to wear as these flowers. Because God clothed them. God took care of them. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye live little faith? Stop believing what the enemy says about your life and about your children and about your circumstances and start going to the word of God and believing what he says. When I believed what the word of God said, (laughs) the enemy had no choice, no chance. And that actually is the truth in every situation in your life. When I looked at that for my family, the enemy had no chance. None. Absolutely zéro, Because the Bible is the truth. The word of God is truth. And the more you read it, the more faith you'll have to believe it. And that is the truth. It increases your faith. It increases your faith. It increases your faith. Then you begin to pray more. Why? Because you've got this, this, this tool, this sword. And the Lord God begins to strengthen you in your spirit, man, which then you can stand up boldly and say, I don't have to figure this thing out, but God has got it because I just gave it to him. Lord God, will you take this situation with my, you fill in the blank. Lord God, I need you to take this situation with my. You fill in the blank. Got a problem at work? Give it to the Lord. Got a problem in your house? Give it to the Lord. Got a problem with your son? Give it to the Lord. Got a problem with your health? Give it to the Lord. All of these things, God will take care of them because he's faithful. I don't have to understand it all. I have to know the Lord. That's all I've got to know. And when I know the Lord, I know he'll take care of it. I've watched him do things. I've watched him heal me. I've watched him heal people. I've watched him turn situations around that I had no understanding of. And he'll do the same for you. And I bet some of you can say the same thing. This word of God is wisdom. So let's end here now. And maybe you're saying to yourself, you know, I really want this. I haven't lived my life the way that I'm supposed to. So I'm going to stand up because you know we're going to pray. Okay, I'm going to move my chair out of the way here. Maybe you've been saying, I'm going to move back. I'm going to hold my podcast here. This for the podcast. Or maybe you've been saying, you know, maybe you're saying, even as I've been preaching here today, you know, I realize I haven't been living a life of faith. There was a time that I had to come to that that realization as well. Okay, don't feel like you're alone and don't let the enemy try to make you think that you're so terrible because you've been living that way. No, you've been living that way. Okay, now it's time to give it over to the Lord. That's it. Simple. That's where the thought stops, right there. Don't let the enemy give you the, the Bible says that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. So don't let him sit back and say, well, you should have known better and you should have been doing it this way. And all this, no, 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 no. Okay, you're wrong. All right, repent. And now let's move forward. That's really simple, right? But now let's move forward. Don't just talk a talk. Do what the word says, okay? That's the difference between repentance and lip service. Lip service, (coughs) excuse me, will do nothing but frustrate you and the people around you. Living the word of God, being a doer of the word will change everything. So if you're that person right here today, you've been living, saying, you know, I realized just now how I've been living without faith. I've been putting my own self, trying to figure out everything, racking my own brain. Lord, I don't want to live like that anymore. (coughs) I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray with me. And if you are a person here today saying, you know, I want this assurance.'" that you seem to be talking about, woman of God. You seem to be talking about this assurity that I've never had in my life because you don't have Jesus, but you want Jesus. You want this assurity. You want to know that without a doubt, everything is taken care of. Well, we're going to just pray here today because the Lord Jesus will take care of it all. Let's just go before the Lord. I want you to speak it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Dear Jesus, I come before you because I've been wrong. And I give you, I just repent right now. And I say, I'm so sorry for my sins. I'm so sorry for my sins that I've been living wrong. But today, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And that you shed your blood so that you could cleanse my sins. That my sins would be forgiven. Lord Jesus, will you please cleanse me here today? Cleanse my heart, Lord. I give it to you. Will you come live in my heart today? Make your place in my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I choose to give everything in my life to you. I'm giving you my life right now. I choose to surrender it over to you, Lord. That's my choice, my decision right now. I love you and I won't turn back. Today is the day. Now friends, if you're that person who's been who has the Lord but you've been living just wrong, let's just pray right now. Dear heavenly Father, each and every one of us here today, Lord God, I ask you to cleanse our hearts, Lord God. Give us a love for you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus that we've never had before. Give us a deep love for you and a desire for being in your presence at your feet and reading your word. Give us a desire for what you love and a hatred for what you hate. And I ask you right now to turn around the hearts of each and every one here today, Lord God. Touch us, Lord God, touch each heart, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that they may walk according to your word, that they may walk, be doers of the word and no longer just hearers of the word. Lord God, cleanse our hearts of all unrighteousness, Lord, making us a clean heart O God and renew a right spirit within us. We thank you. We give you all the praise. We give it all to you, Jesus. We give every situation in our life to you, all the good and the bad, right now. And we know that you are going to take it. You will deliver us. So, friends, just begin to confess to the Lord whatever it is in your heart that you need to give to Him right now. Hallelujah. 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 You pray while I worship. Hallelujah Lord God, as we go before you right now to close, I thank you for each and every one here, Lord God, that listened and that watched, Lord God, and I thank you that you've touched every one of their lives, Lord God. I plead the blood of Jesus over them and over their families in the name of Jesus that you will touch them, Lord God, and as they live and walk out your word, Lord God, that they will be strengthened. Strengthen them by your Holy Spirit. Encourage each one of them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I did. The Lord God is so faithful. He always is. So if you are going to be sharing, if you want to share this, and actually just share it, please share it with somebody. All you need to do is click the link. It's going to be on my YouTube channel, and it's also going to be on Facebook, so you'll be able to share it either way. And you can go to Facebook. uh, YouTube. You can go to Twitter. You can go to Periscope. You can go to, um, what's the other one, Instagram, and it'll be under Michelle Donatian Ministries. If you don't already know my Facebook page or how to get to those places, just put in either one of those websites or one of those platforms and put in Michelle Donatian or Michelle Donatian Ministries. It'll take you right there. Listen to the word. Share the word. Be blessed, my friends. I love you. God bless you. And remember, the word of God is true. Believe it in Jesus' name.